Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Here we are, August the 2nd, in our Bible reading plan, and we have been going through the book of Judges. Now, just remember, all the things that happen in this book are not things that God necessarily wants to have happen. What we keep seeing in this book is the tear between good and evil, the tov and ra, God taking what is broken and making it good again so that it can be broken again. So as we read today, let's continue remembering that God's ultimate desire is to pull us away from evil, to separate us from the things that are broken by making us new. And so as we read, remember that as we jump into Judges chapter 13. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was childless, unable to give birth. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looks like an angel of God, very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from and he didn't tell me his name. But he said to me, you will become pregnant and have a son. Now then, drink no wine or other fermented drink, and do not eat anything unclean, because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from the womb until the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I beg you to let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born. God heard Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman while she was out in the field. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. The woman hurried to tell her husband, He's here, the man who appeared to me the other day. Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, Are you the man who talked to my wife? I am, he said. So Manoah asked him, When your words are fulfilled, what is to be the rule that governs the boy's life and work? The angel of the Lord answered, Your wife must do all that I have told her. She must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, nor drink any wine or other fermented drink, nor eat anything unclean. She must do everything I have commanded her. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, We would like you to stay until we prepare a young goat for you. The angel of the Lord replied, even though you detain me, I will not eat any of your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering, offer it to the Lord. Manoah did not realize that it was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah inquired of the angel of the Lord, What is your name, so that we may honor you when your word comes true? He replied, Why do you ask my name? It is beyond understanding. Then Manoah took a young goat together with the grain offering and sacrificed it on a rock to the Lord. And the Lord did an amazing thing while Manoah and his wife watched. As the flame blazed up from the altar toward heaven, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame. 
Seeing this, Manoah and his wife fell with their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord did not show himself again to Manoah and his wife, Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. We are doomed to die, he said to his wife. We have seen God. But his wife answered, If the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor shown us all these things, or now told us this. The woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he was in Mahane Dan, between Zorah and Eshtol. Judges chapter 14 Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. His father and mother replied, Isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me. She's the right one for me. His parents did not know that this was from the Lord, who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistines, for at that time they were ruling over Israel. Samson went down to Timnah together with his father and mother. As they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring toward him. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. But he told neither his father nor his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and he liked her. Some time later, when he went back to marry her, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass, and in it he saw a swarm of bees and some honey. He scooped out the honey with his hands and ate as he went along. When he rejoined his parents, he gave them some, and they too ate it. But he did not tell them, that he had taken the honey from the lion's carcass. Now his father went down to see the woman, and there Samson held a feast as was customary for young men. When the people saw him, they chose thirty men to be his companions. Let me tell you a riddle, Samson said to them. If you can give me the answer within the seven days of the feast, I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty sets of clothes. If you can't tell me the answer... You must give me thirty linen garments and thirty sets of clothes. Tell us your riddle, they said. Let's hear it. He replied, Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. For three days they could not give the answer. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, Coerce your husband into explaining the riddle for us, or we will burn you and your father's household to death. Did you invite us here to steal our property? Then Samson's wife threw herself on him, sobbing. You hate me. You don't really love me. You've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I haven't even explained it to my father or mother, he replied. So why should I explain it to you? She cried the whole seven days of the feast. So on the seventh day, he finally told her, because she continued to press him. She, in turn, explained the riddle to her people. Before sunset on the seventh day, the men of the town said to him, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Samson said to them, If you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. 
Then the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to Ashkelon, struck down 30 of their men, stripped them of everything, and gave their clothes to those who had explained the riddle. Burning with anger, he returned to his father's home, and Samson's wife was given to one of his companions who had attended him at the feast. Judges chapter 15. Later on, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat and went to visit his wife. He said, I'm going to my wife's room, but her father would not let him go in. I was so sure you hated her, he said, that I gave her to your companion. Isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. Samson said to them, This time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I will really harm them. So he went out and caught 300 foxes and tied them tail to tail in pairs. He then fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches, and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the shocks and standing grain together with the vineyards and olive groves. When the Philistines asked, Who did this? They were told, Samson, the Timnites' son-in-law, because his wife was given to his companion. So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father to death. Samson said to them, Since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. He attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. Then he went down and stayed in a cave in the rock of Edom. The Philistines went up and camped in Judah, spreading out near Lehi. The people of Judah asked, Why have you come to fight us? We have come to take Samson prisoner, they answered, to do to him as he did to us. Then three thousand men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? He answered, I merely did to them what they did to me. They said to him, We've come to tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines. Samson said, Swear to me that you won't kill me yourselves. Agreed, they answered. We will only tie you up and hand you over to them. We will not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and led him up from the rock. As he approached Lehi, the Philistines came toward him shouting. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. The ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Then Samson said, With a donkey's jawbone, I have made donkeys out of them. With a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. When he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone, and the place was called Ramath Lehi. Because he was very thirsty, he cried out to the Lord, You have given your servant this great victory. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? Then God opened up the hollow place of Lehi, and water came out of it. When Samson drank, his strength returned and he revived. So the spring was called En-Hakor, and it is still there in Lehi. Samson led Israel for twenty years in the days of the Philistines. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So there's an interesting part right in the middle of today's story where Samson is confronted by a lion. And what does he do? He tears it apart with his own hands. Yet it says that he did not tell his parents what had happened. 
Later on, he's going down past the carcass and he sees that there is a beehive inside of it. So he takes with his hands and pulls some honey from it and eats it. Then he even gives some to his parents. But what does it say again? He did not tell them where it had come from. Why is this so important? Well, he is a Nazarite. And as a Nazarite, he is not allowed to touch the carcass of anything that is dead. And so when he does that and doesn't tell his parents, he is actually trying to conceal his sin. He's making sure they don't know what he's been doing, thinking that it won't get him. Yet one thing we can be sure, your sin will find you out. That's what Moses told the Israelites when they had sinned. And it's what we see here as Samson sins and tries to hide it. I tell people this all the time. If you're ever doing something and you don't want someone to find out about it, it's because you probably shouldn't be doing it. Let me make this a little more clear. If you're ever talking about something and you hope nobody else hears you talk about it, if you're ever watching something and you're worried, looking over your shoulder, hoping nobody sees you watch it. If you are ever doing something, and you're hoping that nobody sees you do it, chances are you feel that way because the Holy Spirit is convicting you, and you know it's wrong. The only time something should be hidden is when it's a surprise for somebody that's a good thing. Like if you're throwing a surprise birthday party for a friend, If your roommate has a birthday and you want to surprise them and have people over and have a celebration without them knowing until they walk into it, or if it's your anniversary and you're doing something amazing for your wife, but you don't want her to know about it until the day of your anniversary, those are great surprises. And go ahead and do those in secret and make them amazing. Anything else, though, outside of that type of celebration, when it's done in secret, it's probably because it's wrong. Now, obviously, if you're trying to bless somebody and you don't want them to know it was from you, that's different. I'm talking about the things you're doing, you're watching, you're listening to, and you don't want anybody to know that's what you're doing. Then you probably shouldn't do it. And here's the problem with hidden sin. It eats away at our integrity all day long. See, this is what I say. Compromise eats integrity all day long. But accountability blocks compromise every single time. If you want to live right and keep from doing what you shouldn't do, stop hiding things in the dark. Stop trying to get away with your sin. Allow somebody to be the accountability who holds you true to what God wants you to do. Samson refused to tell his parents what was happening because they were his direct line of accountability. So he hid it from them and tried to do what was wrong, even though he shouldn't. Eventually, this will lead to the end of Samson. So don't hide your sin. Don't do things that you know you don't want other people to know about, because that means you're doing something that will lead you down a road of destruction. So find some accountability and bring all things into the light. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.